Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. So today we have a message coming to you from uh, one of my closest friends. Um, There was a time when I didn't live really close to him, so whenever we would go visit them in St. Albert, um, I always knew... He has like things that he does, like repetitively, I wouldn't say obsessive compulsively, but you already know what's going to happen when, when you get there, because it's kind of the same. And he would always, they had a big picture window, and he'd always just be standing there watching for us. Not exactly sure when we were going to show up, but just staring at us. Same thing every time. And I get to spend quite a bit of time with him, but one thing I want to tell you about Carlisle is that he definitely hears from God. If you see someone standing up here, um, giving a message. We trust that they hear from God. They've been through, through the ringer to make sure that what they're saying is going to be appropriate, but Carlisle hears from God profoundly. So um, this morning, as we have the opportunity for him to, to deliver a message, be assured that it's coming straight from the Father's heart. So uh, would you welcome Carlisle as he comes to give us a message today? Thank you. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, Tyson, for that, your kind words. Just say good morning, everyone. Good morning, Campus Online. I'm not going to forget about you. Um, this mixtape uh, series has been just absolutely amazing, just hearing uh, the way how God speaks to different people. And uh, it's just been interesting, uh, the response out of after someone speaks, how uh, they've been affected by these messages that we've said for this or spoken these months. Um, first, I also got a shout out to Dustin and Destiny. They said they couldn't be here. They said they're going to drive and listen to hear me, or, or they're going to drive and listen to me as I speak. So you better be doing that. I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Let's just open up in prayer, dear Heavenly Father. I just, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity that I can bring your word, God. I just ask that you would speak through me, God, that uh, the people would see you through me and hear you, Father. We ask that your will be done, that you would increase in this place, in your name. Amen. So last week, Jana spoke, and uh, she was talking about how we're, uh, she's going through the I don't know. Um, I just, I don't know. And it's been actually a season for both of us. Um, I'm very proud of my wife. Uh, it's been amazing to see how God uses her to speak. And I was so proud that she didn't talk about how amazing and wonderful I am and that I'm a gift to her, hashtag blessed, all these things. So I'm proud of you, Jennifer, for doing that. <laughs> we all know Jan is like that, right, guys? So I titled this, me- uh, this message months ago. I started to make notes. Um, I didn't know when I was going to speak, and then I was asked to speak for this mixtape. And to be honest, writing this message, it wrecked me. Not in a bad way, it just caught me off off guard. It hit me to the core. Out of all the messages, I think this is the sixth time I've spoken. I've done my testimony and shared some deep stuff, and this this one really rocked me. And uh, yesterday morning, um, I had my wife pray for me because I was was struggling, a mental battle about what I was going to share. And uh, the song that you heard uh, this morning was uh, Peace Be Still by Hope Darst. And um, I I went into my room after my wife was prayed for me, and I was in there, I'm like, God, I need to, to have confirmation that what I'm speaking today, that's what I'm supposed to talk about. 
And I, I said, God, I need it right now. And I said, I want Ed to give me confirmation. I want my friend Ed to, to give me confirmation. As soon as I said that, as I said those words, I got a text by Ed. And this text said, I just want to encourage you in what you're speaking. It is a good and important for people to hear. It was just confirmation for me. God is so good. And I really needed to hear it at that time. Uh, Jan, uh, God's been calling Jan and I to a, a deeper level. He says, come to the deeper waters to trust and wait for him. Jan and I are praying right now. We're saying, God, use us in whatever you ask. And usually I would cringe at those, uh, those saying that to God, but right now I'm like, bring it. I don't care. I'm willing to do whatever you ask, whatever that is. And I've never been in that place until now. So I titled this message, Be Still. Those words alone have rocked me. Some of you guys, uh, uh, yeah, there's things been going on this, this month, and um, for me, it's been a, kind of a battle this month, uh, but it's not bad. It's, it's been good. When I think of be still, I think it's really hard to be still sometimes. Um, my wife loves me watching movies with me uh, because I can't sit through a whole movie. I have to get up, down. I just, I just can't sit around in a movie. She loves it. Uh, in this song that you guys heard, The Peace Be Still, if you haven't, uh, you didn't hear it, you came in a little bit later, I'm just going to read some of the words out of it. Uh, not the whole thing, but I'll read some of the words. So, peace be still. I don't want to be afraid. Every time I face the waves, I don't want to fear the storm just because I hear a roar. Peace be still. Say the word and I will. Set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the deep. Peace be still. You are here, so it is well. <clears throat> Even when my eyes can't see, I will trust the voice that speaks. That one hit me, uh, even when I can't see. Uh, I, I believe, like, Jan and I are in this place where we can't see out of where we're at right now. And, and, and that's okay, but we trust. We trust him, what he's going to do. I'm, I'm not going to be afraid, because these waves are only waves. I'm not going to fear the storm. You are greater than the roar. I'm not going to fear at all. Peace be still. Let faith rise up. O oh, heart, believe. Peace be still. So... A lot of people, they have their verses um, and scriptures that they've had since kids, like Jeremiah 29, 11, for God knows the plans for you, plans to prosper, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future, or Matthew 25, 23, well done and good and faithful servant. Um, I, I always wish I had those verses that were kind of my verses, but from a kid uh, to an adult, I would wake up in the middle of the night just from a dead sleep, and Psalms 46, 10, be still and know that I'm God. I'm thinking, I'm pretty still. I'm sleeping here, God. Like, I'm just dead asleep and you woke me up. I think I'm pretty still. But then, just being overwhelmed by his presence and the, how real God is and what he's done for me. This happens when I walk down the street, when I'm driving. Um, this, this word, peace be still and know I'm God. Thinking of this message, um, be still. I remembered this moment with my son, Matthias. And I, I made notes on it when it happened. Um, I asked him if I could share, and he said it was okay. Right, Matthias? I'm still good to share? Okay. Uh, Matthias is 10 now, and he was 6 at the time. Um, we were at home on a Saturday doing our chores, cleaning our house, and 
all that kind of stuff. And then Matthias's music was playing in his room, some worship music. And I was walking back and forth, and then one time I walked back and I looked him, uh, looked over into his room, and he's just sitting on the edge of his bed with his head down. And then I could hear like this whimpering. And I said, "Are you are you are you all right? Is there something wrong?" And then he just broke down, and he said, "God loves me so much." And he was just sitting in his presence, thanking God for his love. At that time, Matthias was going through some men mental battles at the age of six. So it doesn't matter what age you are, we all go through those battles. To see God's presence just overwhelming him and the love, that was actually a turning point for Matthias in those battles. And it's one of my favorite moments that I remember. There's something powerful with these words. Be still and know that I'm God. And we're going to put it up on the back here. So Psalms 46, 1 to 11. I'm going to read it all. Um, uh, starting from 1 to 11. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of God, of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed from every break of day. God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and the kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is among us. The God of Israel of a fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by the, every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. Lord of heaven's armies is among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. The beginning of uh, Psalms 46, it talks about how God is our refuge, our strength. He's our safe place through storms and earthquakes that uh, wreck and, and rattle our foundations. Out of war, we get moved. Then in verse 10, it goes to be still and know I am God. The meaning of be still is to stop fighting, to relax, to, to be weak, to let go, to release. Essentially, it means to surrender. And be still and know comes from a Hebrew word. Uh, if context is, context is everything. The Hebrew word yada for no. It's not no because of reading. It's not no because of hearing. It's no because of seeing. Be still and know. You have seen God move, therefore be still because he's going to do it again. You've seen it before, he's going to do it again. And you see this be still in Exodus 14 when God calls Moses back to Egypt uh, and Moses is leading the Israelites out of Egypt from slavery, and Pharaoh's chasing them after them in the wilderness. There's other things that happened before, but, and they get to the Red Sea, they're trapped, and they can't do anything. People are saying, we shouldn't even left, we, we don't want to die out in this wilderness. But in Exodus 14, 13 to 14, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will be the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today will never see again. Verse 14, the Lord will fight for you. 
you need only to be still, to be weak, to let go, to release, to surrender. Stop and relax. God says, I will fight for you. It's not your fight. Out of our weakness, out of our control, God can use that. He can use you. Do you believe that? I think of battles that I've been in in my life and that I tried to do on my own. And, and you get tired. When I get tired, I get grumpy. I know some of you don't believe that, but I do. When I don't get much sleep. And when you get tired, you start fighting battles that don't matter. And they distract you from the ones that really do. When we run from battles, you run from blessings. When you run from problems, you run from the promise of God. But when you surrender to God and say, I am weak, Lord, I surrender. I need you to fight these battles. When I enter a battle, I remember this scripture, be still and know that I'm God. It gives me strength. The Lord will fight for you. It's not your battle. The thing that plagues you, it's not your battle. Whatever that is, anxiety, depression, drugs, alcohol, your marriage, debt, health, suicidal thoughts, whatever that is, People in this room and people online, we are all dealing in battles. I get calls in the day and in the night that people are saying, I don't want to go on. Saying their last goodbyes to me. I, I just had that recently. I've been there. But I got good news. The battle belongs to the Lord. And God says, be still and know I am God. You're not alone. I will always say this when I preach, you need to make an appointment with God or you'll miss it. You need to become disciplined. As Jana said last week, you need to put on your full armor daily. You need to be ready in season and out of season. If you wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength. Read the word, spend time, be still. Isaiah 40, 31. Yet those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not grow weary. God wants a relationship with you. If you don't have one, get in one. We don't have time to wait around. Life is short. The pursuit of God will change your life. It's changed Jana and my life. It changed my kids' life. Sometimes we think just showing up to church, church will, just, will just change your problems. Just we don't talk to God all week, but we just show up. And that all our problems will disappear. That your marriage will be better. That your work situation would be better. Sure, it's great, but it requires follow-through. It requires day, day, day in and day out pursuing. Just like God, uh, it's just like going to the gym. If you just hang out there, you're not going to get in shape. Looking at the dumbbells, you touch it maybe. Yeah, they're, it's not going to work. I wish. You're gonna to have to put some energy and discipline and some effort. It might have to be to let some things go. It might have to be prioritizing. So in the same way that if you want your life to be transformed, it's gonna require something. Letting go is trying to, letting go of things you're trying to control or manipulate a situation. It, it's complete surrender. It's the pursuit of God. It requires action. And when there's action, there's a reaction. And you have to do your part. Now, it was interesting. Uh, Tyler Sutherland spoke. And I was over to the left over here, and during worship practice, I was working on my message. And 
I kept on getting God's wells, how God is the well. And I wrote like two pages of how God is the well and, and drawing from God. And it was interesting that Tyler touched on the wells that morning. And I love how God works with that. It was confirmation for, what I, uh, for me. And I was putting it in this message. So when it talks about the wells, it talks, uh, uh, when the, if you know the story, Jesus talks with the Samaritan woman. Uh, I'm going to read from it here, but just a quick thing. Jesus asks the Samaritan woman for water. She's thinking he's talking about the well water, but Jesus is talking about God is the well, and you draw from that, and you'll never thirst again. So in John 4, 13 to 14, Jesus answered her and said to her, everyone who drinks of the water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give them shall never thirst. But the water that I will give you, give him, will become him a well of water springing up eternal life. God's well is deep and pure. His capacity never changes. His well always is there, never leaves. He says, draw from me who are heavy laden, and I will give you life. I, I am the healing well. Who needs that? We all need that. What well do you draw from when things go wrong? Where do you run to? Alcohol, drugs, eating, isolation, whatever that might be. Are you running to God? Are you waiting on God? I'm waiting right now. There's things that I've been praying for years, and I'm like, God, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to pray for it. I'm going to pray until they come to pass. What wells are you sitting by? Are you sitting by the wells that are, are keeping you empty, or that are empty or abandoned ones? A lot of what our kids see, or, uh, what a lot of what our kids learn is from us. What wells are your kids watching you go to? That one hits you if you're a parent. Kids are always listening and watching. And when you think you're actually, you know, they're not listening, they're, they're tuning you in. They're very, very sneaky. <laughs> I know Matthias and Ava are. What wells are you digging for your kids to sit next to? Have you thought about that? Are you watching how they're, uh, they're watching how you're reacting to situations? Are you drawing from the wells that are toxic or that are giving you life? No, are not giving you life. I want to sit by the wells that are living, that give me life. And I want to stay from, away from the streams that are tearing me down. When I, when I wrote about these wells that day, I didn't realize that I would need that, that what I wrote for that day about God's well. I don't know what I'm going to do with this part, but bear with me. I got a phone call three weeks ago to the day. After church, we're eating, our family was eating, that my brother's daughter passed away. My niece Justice was only 24. Talk about heavy. It rocked our family. We headed to our brothers. We dropped our kids off at my, at my house, and we, we, headed, we brought my parents out. I remember on the way, God just speaking to me, like, just the peace that passes all understanding. And we got there, and 
to see your, your brother and your family hurting is, is something so hard to watch and witness. And I'm like, God, I need to draw from you now. I need to be strong right now. While we were waiting for the police to finish up what they needed to do, and I went into my own space. There was just a little moment that I could go to my own space, and, and God said, be still and know that I am God. Draw from my well. I'm here. You know where I am, Carlisle. So I put my hands on my brother as he was saying goodbye to his daughter. And I just began praying over him. The moment I would never forget. I got a picture of God holding us and how much he loves us and how much he wants you to draw from him. He wants a relationship with you. And I got, heard God say, help him to the well. Help my brother to the well. Help your brother to the well. And I got this picture of holding my brother and it's just wrapped around the well. As my brother's crying, I was drawing from the well, saying, God, I need you. I need you. Give my family strength. You know what? I'm really proud of my family. My, my brother's here, actually, and his wife. I'm so proud of them. They've taken something so painful and, and something uh, that could have been so negative and they brought it to the light. They're helping others and helping other people's, or helping other people that are, this is just three weeks. Uh, Mercedes there has just stepped up and already did this walk for them for, uh, in, in the name of justice for uh, dr drug and awareness, overdose awareness. The stuff's real. The thing is, I know where the well is. God meets me there time and time again. When I don't hear him and he feels distance, I know he's there. Because I'm constantly drawing from his well, spending time with him. God knew what I needed for that day. Does God feel distant? If you feel God is distant right now, you're not alone. We all have those moments in our life that even, even in my strongest moments, I still feel distant from God, but that's okay. Sometimes you might feel uneasy, you feel unrested, and say, God, I need a sign right now. Sometimes God uses distance to call us deeper into our faith. It's kind of fitting right now where we're needing physical distancing. I believe God is calling us to a spiritual depth. God, I don't want to just get through it, but teach me from something in it. It's that I take something from it. There's something about seeking his presence. In his presence, it will renew you. There's something about with distance. To be honest, losing a child, it's one of Jan and our biggest fears. It creeps into our marriage all the time. But we, we, I know we're not alone in that if you have kids, but it's something we give to God all the time, uh, those thoughts that might try to bring us down. And then when it hits so close, it rattles you. But God says, I got them. They belong to me. Stop worrying. God says, we have to stop being worriers and start being worshipers. We need to submit our lives to him and become worshipers. As I close, I think about the story of Moses going to the mountain. 
and how the people are waiting down at the mountain to hear what God says. They're just waiting just for Moses because Moses had to go speak to him. God sent his son to die for us. He left a helper, the Holy Spirit. We don't need to wait for our leaders, our pastors, to tell us what we're supposed to do next. God uses them, but we all have full access to God. You can call out at any moment, at any time, wherever you're at, on his name, and he will, he, he's there. Even though you might not hear him, he might feel distance, he's there. So I encourage you to put God first, to pray, to spend time with him, to be still and know that he is God. If you don't know who he is, read the word. I'm going to put up Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit, both joints and marrow, and able to judge throughout the intentions of the heart. The Bible's God-breathed. It's living and active. What you need to know is in that Bible. So be still and know that I'm God. I'm just I'm gonna have Tyson come up soon here, but I'm just gonna pray over you too. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I just I thank you for this opportunity to share your word, to share your heart. But God, I, I just also lift up each individual that is hurting or is going through a battle, God, trying to do it on their own, God that you would meet them where you're at, they're at right now, Lord. God, we all go through different things at different times in our life, God. I know that. And God, you're there. God, I just ask that you would just cover this church, cover the people. And God, I thank you for sending your son to die for us. In your name, amen. Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.